Just a, a couple of quick uh, thoughts about prophetically where we're at. It's an important season that we're moving in. We're entering to a, one another with those appointed times. Deuteronomy 16, 16 talks about divine appointments, appointed times. Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. So we're in a very specific uh, prophetic time. At the same time, on Tuesday, we slip into a brand new Hebraic month, Sivan, which is a very important time. And as well, this Monday, uh, Israel is celebrating their 70 years as a nation. Uh, the U.S. Embassy is being moved to the capital city of Jerusalem. And it's, it's a massive prophetic event and so if you can tune in the news tomorrow whether you know the political issues or another issue with it it's prophetic this is bible prophecy being fulfilled and prophesying of what the future is to come we should see after this a significant shift in an acceleration if you will in spiritual things israel's god's time clock and so uh, you, you should just get ready because you should, have, you should see a shift moving after this week of some prophetic stuff really kicking up. I believe a lot of promises that have been hanging over the church and you as individuals, we're about to see a shift in the heavens and these promises are about to be fulfilled in our lives. Seventy is a very powerful prophetic number and so that's a great his, history point and prophetic point. Uh, also, we're going to be celebrating that. We're taking a trip to Israel, March 2019. And uh, we hadn't been back to Israel in a while. It's been two or three years since we've been. So hopefully you can uh, consider going on this trip with Bev and I. We've been, I think, 26 times to Israel now. And we love taking tours to introduce you to the land of Israel, God's covenant people, God's covenant land. It'll be a prophetic trip, a teaching trip, and a great uh it's really a history trip. I mean, you can't go to Israel and not have a life-changing, transformational experience. And so we'd love for you to consider that. we got more information. You can go out and find out about that right after service. And then, of course, last but not least, we're moving into the month of Sivan, which uh, fi hopefully you'll find yourself a house of light over the next week or two. The way we celebrate each Hebraic new month is to get involved in a house of light, worship together, have a meal together, celebrate the goodness of God, hear what God's saying prophetic. Let me just give you some tidbits. It's on your outline that we've got for you today of the month, but let me just tell you a little bit about it. It's the month of Pentecost, which is the giving of the Holy Spirit, but also the month of Torah, where Moses went on the mountain and received the Ten Commandments or the, or the instructions from God. So this is a month where we enter into a time of revelation and provision. So touch two people beside you, get ready for the heavens to open. Just tell them, get ready for the heavens to open on you this month. Zion is, is the Hebraic letter, which means mercy for completion. What does that mean? That means you're right in the middle of something and you don't know how you're going to get where you're going and you don't know how you're going to get through where you're at and all of a sudden heaven opens, mercy falls on you and you just wind up at the right time at the right place. So touch two more people and say get ready for mercy in this season. Zebulon, it's the month to prosper. It's the business person's month. If you're in, in, involved in business, this is a month where God begins to give you prosperity and revelation to prosper. It's the month of receiving boundaries. It's the month to be merciful. And it's the month of alignment. Make sure you're aligned properly as a family, with your church family, at, at work. Make sure you're alignment with the vision of where God's got you planted in this season. This is a very, very important month. The constellations Gemini, which is the twins or the two tablets, which speak of Torah. But also it's, uh, it also speaks of Esau and Jacob. Each of us have a godly inheritance and we have an evil inheritance. And this is the month to choose to walk in your godly inheritance. And this is a very, very, very important month. And so we're pretty excited about it. Make sure and find out more information. And then this 
coming Sunday, we will celebrate Pentecost together. I feel like I woke up this morning, the Lord kind of put something in my spirit about it, uh, and that something that we, we seldom uh, combine with Pentecost of the Holy Spirit is that God has the power to redeem time. Every time you see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, you see the redemption of time. That means poor choices or lost opportunities or missed, missed uh, appointments or, or things that God had for you that you may have missed in one season. That doesn't mean they're gone. God can bring them all the way back around and, yes, even redeem the time that we spent living in sin and serving Satan. He can even redeem all that time and put us back in his blessings again. And so we're, we're pretty excited about moving toward Pentecost. And, of course, we'll be giving first fruits offering again. We gave it Passover, now we give it Pentecost. You say, how do we give at, uh, at Pentecost? The Bible says in Deuteronomy 16, 17, according to the Lord's blessing. Look back at Passover. See how the Lord's blessed you the last 50 days. Give to the Lord accordingly. And uh, so we're looking forward to sharing that with you. And uh, also we're going to be doing water baptisms. Uh, we've not done this before during a feast celebration or even during worship. But both services next Sunday, we're going to be doing water baptism during worship. So while we're worshiping, praising God, we're going to have people getting dunked for Jesus over here on the left. And we're believing that they're going to get filled with the Holy Spirit, delivered and transformed. And it's going to be an amazing experience next Sunday. So touch two people and say, don't miss Pentecost next Sunday. Tell them, don't miss Pentecost next Sunday. To prepare us for this, I got 12 minutes to get this out to you. I promised the Mother's Day we'd, we'd, we'd get on down the road. This is very important. We've been talking about ecclesia, right? Transformation. Uh, we've been talking about paradigm shifts in thinking of what it means to be the church. Well, the Bible actually talks about in Matthew 28 that we're called not just to have a personal baptism, but we're also called to baptize nations. And that's a process, and we're going to talk about that in the weeks ahead. But to move to there, we've got to understand, first of all, what it means in our personal baptisms. I'm convinced that many of us aren't really flowing in the Spirit or moving with God as God's intended for us to because we've not really understood baptism. Baptism, if you will, I believe there's skewed assumptions related to water baptism and the baptism of the Holy Spirit that have created great walls between us in the body of Christ, and it's impeded our progress as the church. We have Parts of the body of Christ or the church that are more of the traditional concept of belief that believe in water baptism, but they, they believe it's into Jesus' name only and don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We have other congregations or other members of the body of Christ who believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but they believe it was a separate experience from water baptism. In other words, you get saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, that it's more of a process. I'd like to show you how I believe the Bible brings all of that together in one. It was never supposed to be separate. It was never supposed to be a waiting period in between. And it wasn't one or the other. It was all at the same time. Now, in the Old Testament, there were baptisms. And this is 2 Kings 5 where you see Naaman the leper that was baptized and cleansed. There were many cleansing uh, situations, cleansing circumstances in the Old Testament. People would go into the water as a ritual of cleansing. But the Bible actually talks about three baptisms. John the Baptist baptism, baptism into the name of Jesus, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. These three different concepts all come together in Christ. 
So if you look at Jesus as our example, when he was baptized in Matthew chapter 3, 13 through 17, here's what it says. Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by John. That's John's baptism. But John protested strenuously, having in mind to prevent him, saying, It is you that, need to be, that I need to be baptized by you. That's the baptism of Jesus. But Jesus replied, Permit it just now, for this is fitting, the fitting way for us to fulfill all righteousness. Somebody say, all righteousness. Then he permitted him, and when Jesus was baptized, somebody shout baptized. Here's what happened. He went up at once out of the water, and behold, the heavens were open. He saw the Spirit of God descending on him like a dove, and behold, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. We see water baptism, Jesus our example, it was a heavenly encounter. Something powerfully transformed, even in the life of Jesus, something shifted when he was water baptized. You see, when you're water baptized, it's not a ceremonial experience. It's not just being baptized into a church or even into the body of Christ. It's supposed to be an encounter with God. When you come up out of that water, you're not the same person anymore. Romans chapter 6 says, don't you realize that when you were baptized with Jesus, you were buried. That's why we believe in being, spring, being, being immersed, not sprinkled. Because we believe in the immersion. Why? When you are, go under the water, it's your death. It's the death to the old man, death to the old self, death to the old life. And just like Jesus, it says, was buried in baptism, that's when you identify that it is no longer Kent that lives. Kent today's dying. And then it says, don't you know when you come up, you are a new creation. You are transformed and you should walk in newness of life. That's not you trying to get better. That's not you trying to change. That's something that's happened spiritually at the water of baptism that not only were you in the water, but you were immersed in the Spirit of God and you are changed and you are transformed. I like to say it like this. Baptism's not being convinced, it's being converted. It's not a mental decision that, oh, I'm deciding to follow Jesus. No, it's an actual conversion. Here's what I love about that thought. When I've traveled in many countries, when I go to a country, I take my money, U.S. currency, and it's converted. In other words, I put it in a window as U.S. dollars, and it comes out peso. Or Rupal, or whatever country I'm in. In other words, the conversion experience is not something getting better. It's something literally converted or transformed. The power of water baptism should be not just ceremonial, but being immersed in the Spirit of God to the extent that when you come up out of it, you are a brand new creature or creation walking in newness of life. Touch three people say, that's the kind of baptism I won't tell them. So basically what happens then, we see this as an example. Paul the Apostle taught us this. It's possible to be a follower of Jesus and not have been baptized right. I believe that's one reason that many people aren't walking and moving with the Holy Spirit because Jesus takes all of it into one. Let's look really quick. Acts chapter 19. Here's what Paul the Apostle said. And he asked them at Ephesus, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? 
They said, no, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So here's disciples of Jesus, but they don't have the Holy Spirit. And he asked, and how were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism. So Paul said, John baptized you in the baptism of repentance, continually telling the people that they should believe in the one who was to come after him, that is in Jesus. And on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they all spoke in tongues and prophesied. Do you see that? You see, most of us in the Western culture, we want to get people introduced to Jesus and then put them through a waiting process to where they get qualified to get the Holy Spirit and then qualified to be a minister. But that's not what the New Testament teaches. The New Testament is, with the New Testament, there's no waiting time. Uh, we in the Western mentality, because of a Greek mindset, we want to start with wisdom to wind up with power. But the New Testament starts out with power and you wind up with wisdom. You see, you and I were supposed to have an encounter with God at water baptism to the extent that we came up and we were prophesying, ministering effectively in the power of the Holy Spirit before we ever started on our journey following Jesus. I believe that's the reason we're not transforming cities and schools and jobs and nations. Why? Because we're walking around as convinced people but not converted people having had an encounter with the Holy Ghost moving in that power. Touch three people say, you're about to get some Pentecostal power. Tell them. Same thing happened to Paul the Apostle when he was transformed. Look. Acts 9. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placed his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again and he got up and was baptized. Putting baptism in water, baptism in the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost encounter all in the same place. Why? We are destined to have an encounter so we can be an encounter. And that's not something that has to be taught. That's something that's caught. So you should come up. If we water baptized you right in faith, according to the word of God, people that are water baptized should come up converted with being immersed in the Holy Spirit. Water's important. Holy Spirit's important. Water prepares for Holy Spirit. And they, it's like getting pickled. Anybody ever do any pickling? So you got what, 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 to soak what is it, the cucumber, right? That's what makes the pickle? you got to soak it in water to prepare the skin for the vinegar. So you go in the water that prepares the skin so the vinegar can, in, so the vinegar can enter in through the skin. And then what happens when that vinegar gets in? So you go into water, but then when you go in the vinegar, the water ain't on you. The vinegar gets inside of you, and you are actually converted. You come out saltier than you were when you went in. You come out tastier than you were when you went in. And you come out different, and you come out changed because you're baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with the power of the Holy Ghost. I know it's Mother's Day. I'm getting there. Let me give you the promise. Peter answered them, repent, and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. It was a promise to anybody that repent. Repent, and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. I read this scripture, Acts 2.38, about 
seven years ago. When I read it, faith came into me, and the Lord Jesus told me, Kent, people should receive the immersion of the Holy Spirit at water baptism, not later down the road. And he gave me the, 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 the example, 13 baptisms in the book of Acts in water, none of them had a waiting period. They were all immediate. That's uh, uh, Dan, what was the guy in the chariot? Uh, Philip with an with a, uh, Ethiopian eunuch in the chariot, reading the book of Isaiah. His eyes were open. He knew who Jesus was, and he said, Water's here. What forbids us? And he baptized him right on the side of the road. Some of you that's been a part of Word Alive long enough, remember there was a season where one lady came to be baptized and went over to the tank in her clothes and rode home wet, and it launched us into that year 900 people being baptized in water because of the power of the Holy Spirit working. I think we need to repent to you as a leadership team because we put too much waiting period in, so we're about to get us a tank of water and keep it good and hot. So anytime anybody's ready to follow Jesus, they can go under and receive the baptism of water and the Holy Spirit spirit yes so I read this and I thought Lord that's right but I had never seen it now I don't know about you but here's what happens to me when I get a revelation from the Lord I like to test it and I like to test it on people I don't know in case it don't work so I have by the Will of God, a group of people from England visiting me during that time. Five Englishmen. The youngest was 18. The oldest was 65. None of them knew Jesus. None of them had ever been in the church. And none of them knew the Holy Spirit. None of them had ever heard anybody speak in tongues. So we spent a week together, and they're here in the United States. At the end of the week, I, I invited them here to the church, and I preached the gospel to them. And every one of them, from 18 to 65, all accepted Jesus. They said, yes, we want to accept Jesus' blood for the redemption of our sins, and we want the Holy Spirit in our lives. So I told them, I said, here's what's going to happen to you. I'm going to water baptize you now. And what happened when I water baptize you, you're going to come up, and you're going to come up immersed in the Spirit of God, and you're going to speak in tongues and prophesy. They didn't know what speaking in tongues and prophesy was. So they just said, they just thought it was part of the process because they'd never been to the process. Isn't it interesting? I think so much American religion's got on people. We have to unlearn things instead of just taking by faith what God says in his word. Repent, you shall receive the Holy Spirit. You know what happened? I baptized all five of them from 18 to 65, and every one of them came up out of the water full of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues and prophesying. Come on now. I believe that God wants us to get a paradigm shift because we're about to enter a season where we're going to see so many people baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit that we've never seen before. They're going to have an encounter here, and not the next year or two years after Bible college. They're going to have the Holy Ghost encounter on Sunday. On Monday, they're going to be at high school, at work, and out in Walmart. They're going to be preaching the gospel, healing the sick, speaking in tongues, and prophesying, and moving in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I believe that this Pentecost Sunday coming, God's going to baptize this church in a new baptism. I feel like the Holy Spirit telling me this next Sunday as we gather at Pentecost, corporately, we will receive a new baptism as a church. Don't you remember it says they were all baptized into the cloud. 
I believe next Sunday, Pentecost, there's going to come a cloud of the glory of God, and we are going to be baptized into a new baptism corporately, and we are going to, when the cloud moves, we're going to move, and when the cloud rests, we're going to begin to move with the Spirit on a continual basis, just like we've been prophesied that would happen. And so I challenge you, if you've not been water baptized, next Sunday's the day to do it. Some of you may need to be rebaptized, and that's okay. We believe in that. It's Acts 19. I showed you next Sunday, both services, we're going to be baptizing during the uh, Pentecost service, and I believe the Holy Spirit is going to do something very significant as we move forward in this season. I believe we are headed for an amazing harvest of the things of the Spirit like we've never seen before. This is a very significant time at Word Alive. For us to move in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Anybody in agreement with all that? Amen. Father, we thank you for it. We thank you, Lord, that this is this new season. It's a new day. It's a new baptism. Lord, I thank you as we move toward Pentecost in this season, it's going to be a supernatural time with a supernatural experience. Uh, hold on, girls, just before you leave from the recovery center. I, I don't want to pause you in front of everybody, but get one of you getting healed. Just as you were just got, got to walk, some, one of you had pain in either your leg or ankle area, and you're getting healed right now. Which one is it? One of you girls are getting healed right now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Come here. I just The Lord spoke to me as soon as you, come here. I didn't want you to leave without your healing. I know you got to go. What's wrong with you? You got something wrong with your leg or ankle? What, what's wrong with your leg? What was wrong when you came in? She said, nothing's wrong with it now. Let me see you move it. Isn't that something? How would the Lord just grab you right there on the way out and go, the, oof, the gallstones too. Ooh, ooh, and restoration and family restoration. And that's what you need. Restored, family restored. Devil broken off her back and off her mind. Lord, I thank you that just as you've healed her ankle and her leg, Lord, I thank you that that's just a taste that you are good and you're about to bring a definite deliverance in every area of her life. Financially, family-wise, Lord, you're going to give her a job. Lord, she needs a good job. Lord, you're going to give her a job. Lord, you're going to turn things around just like that right there, and it's going to be a brand-new season in her life in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Somebody shout, I love the Holy Ghost. I think I know you, don't I? Come here. I, don't, I, I, turned, I turned around and I saw you when you came in here today. I'm going to tell you what. The enemy really came against you when you took a step to say, God, I'm going for you 100%. And I'm telling you, it, it, it happened for a significant reason because it's brought such humility to you. And you stepped out there and you said, I'm going to do it and I'm going to go for it. And then the enemy just hit you right in the head. I, I don't know either the details. I'm just telling you what I know by the Holy Ghost. But I'm telling you right now, it wasn't to destroy you. It was just to humble you. And you did. You humbled. You went low. And you humbled yourself under the mighty hand of God. And get ready. He's about to lift you up. He's about to give you favor and supernatural. And you're going to have a heart of compassion. You're going to have a heart of 
of grace and mercy for people and situations is, oh, that's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You're going to use him, baptize him with the fire of the Holy Ghost and use him in a supernatural way. Heal his physical body, his liver, his lungs, his back. Lord, thank you for a supernatural transference now in the name of Jesus. While I'm praying for him, lung problems are being healed. Where are you at? People with lung problems, step up. Stand up right now in the name of Jesus. Lung problems being healed. Thank you, Jesus. Lisa, I want to pray for you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for Lisa today. I curse the spirit of cancer in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this creative, anointed woman of God. Lord, I say in the name of Jesus, let the blood of Christ flow from the crown of her head to the bottom of her feet. Bring massive, total deliverance from her in this season, Lord. Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus for a blood transfusion. Lord, I thank you right now for the power of the blood. Oh, I, I read an article this week about a man in Australia who gave blood transfusions and he had something in his blood that was able to, for women that were pregnant to be injected with to keep them from their babies from being born deformed. And he saved two and a half million babies with blood because he gave blood every day for 60 years. As soon as I read that, I thought, how much more powerful a blood transfusion from the Lamb of God Himself. Lord, we thank you for a blood transfusion this morning from the Lamb of God Himself to Lisa, and we thank you for healing her today from the crown of her head to the bottom of her feet in Jesus' name for the glory of God. Oh, somebody praise God with me just a minute. Come on. Somebody praise God with me just a moment this morning. Woo! Those with lung problems, somebody stand up around them and join, join me. Join me. Oh, Jesus, I thank you for a healing. Lord, I thank you for April's healing today. But more than that, Lord, I thank you that you're beginning to speak to her in a supernatural way with dreams and visions. You've called her to be prophetic. And, Lord, I thank you there's been a season where it seemed quiet, like nothing was being said or nothing heard. But, Lord, I thank you it just produced in her a bigger hunger and a greater desire to know you more intimately and more powerfully. So, Lord, I thank you this season is her season. I think you're going to move her supernaturally in this season like she's never ah, been moved before. Oh, that's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we lay hands. Quick, find somebody that's standing. Lay your hand on them. We lay hands on those with, we lay hands with those right now that have a lung issue. And we say, in the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Lay hands on somebody. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed by the anointing of the Holy Spirit today. We release healing and anointing now in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. We thank you for it. Lungs open up. Lungs be healed now in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. For the glory of God. Somebody with a back issue. Right in here. Yeah, come here. Isn't that amazing how the Lord just knows all that? Ooh, there it is. Oh, ooh, that's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, I give you praise. Can you? What's wrong with Mama? Which one? What's wrong with her? I rebuke that cancer in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. Lord, thank you for healing that cancer now in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. You said we lay hands on the sick and they would recover in Jesus' name for the glory of God. Praise God. Praise God. Come on. Come on. Now let's praise God a minute in this house. Heal her, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. 
diabetes go in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. Lord, I thank you that you are a healing Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you are a delivering Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you're not some religious, philosophical, theological Jesus, but you're a God of power, you're a God of healing, you're a God of deliverance, and you are a God of might. And we thank you now for the manifestation of healing in her body in Jesus' name for the glory of God. Somebody get on your feet and shout to Jesus with me here in this house this morning. Woo! Come on, Jesus! Woo! There's so much anointing in this room right now. We don't want to, I know it's Mother's Day and we're, we're I'm two, I'm got one minute and I'm going to have to be done in one hour. Who, who here has a severe need? Throw your hand up, wave. You have a severe need right now, whether it be physical, spiritual, whatever. Just whoever's got, just, just touch them right there where they are. Just touch them in this moment of anointing. Find them if their hand's lifted. Just touch them. Let's move quick. Father, right now, whatever those needs are, whether they be physical, relational, financial, emotional, there is an anointing in this house today of the power of the Holy Spirit to move and bring healing and deliverance and transformation. We release the spirit of the living God now to flow from the crown of their head to the bottom of their feet, converting their problem, their test into a testimony, their mess into a message, and their trial into triumph. We declare it to be so. We say marriages are being healed, relationships are being restored, bodies are being healed, finances are being straightened out, job doors are opening up for jobs in this house today, and supernatural things are happening in our midst. We decree it. We declare it to be so, and we thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, and everybody in agreement said amen. Come on, let's praise God in this house this morning. Woo! Woo! Come on. We receive the sound of the shofar. We decree we are moving into Pentecost toward a new baptism corporately and personally. And we thank you we're entering in the brand new month with great expectation that God is going to do supernatural things in our midst. We thank you for it, Lord. We decree it. Now let the rest of our day be blessed coming in and blessed going out. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. I'll see you in the connection.